0: you're listening to the martial arts business podcast with your host small dojo big profits author mike massey remember to go to martialartsbusinessdaily.com slash podcast for show notes transcripts links to martial arts business resources and more now here's your host mike massey
1: Hey everyone out there in the Martial Arts Business Nation and the Small digital Big Profits Tribe. This is Mike Massey coming back at you once again with another edition of the Martial Arts Business Podcast. So, what do we have going on this week in the podcast? Well, I don't have an interview for you this week, but I do have a really, really, really good podcast message for you. um, That I also, well actually it's based on an article that I wrote uh, just recently on the uh, blog. So I'm publishing the article and this podcast at the same time. So, uh, I'll post a link actually in the show notes to the, to the article on the website. But if you just go to the homepage at martial if you want to read the article instead of listening to the podcast, I don't know why you would want to do that, but you're, you're more than welcome to spend your time doing that. So anyway, the articles on how knowledge gaps threaten your martial arts business success. And I'm going to get to that in a few minutes, but first let me tell you what I have going on this week besides the podcast. One of the things I've been doing recently is I've been going through my uh, main products and I have been updating them. And the reason why is because information changes so rapidly in today's digital marketing world that, yeah, I realized that a, a lot of the information, not all the information, because the core information is still really solid, but I realized that a lot of the information that I had in my materials um, was getting somewhat outdated, especially the marketing program. Um, that marketing program, I had uh, some stuff, especially the audio They went for the marketing program that was about four or five years old. And, man, you know, I talk a lot about digital marketing and that, and that audio, and it's still some really good information. I'm going to keep it in the package, in the marketing book package, um, as a bonus. But I'm completely updating and revising that product, and I'm really proud of it simply because uh, – You know, by going through and updating the materials, you know, I've I've examined it and looked at, you know, where the material had shortcomings and where I could improve it. And, you know, areas where there were gaps in the material itself uh, that could definitely help somebody, you know, improve their martial arts business, grow their business by filling in those gaps for them in marketing and just making it a more complete system. Um, I believe that I've I've elevated the quality of the product, and I, and once again, I'm really proud of it. I'm really excited because it's going to be coming out. It's going to be launching next week, and I'm going to relaunch the product. I uh, I will announce it in the newsletter when I do, but um, I'm also releasing it at a at a discount when I release it. I'm going to sell it at a discount, Then later on, I'm probably going to raise the price of the product simply because I've added so much to it that I think it's worth it. But uh, the product itself. What it is, it's uh, and, and if you want to go and you want to look at the website, the website's already up, although I haven't relaunched it yet. It's at martialartsmarketingbook.com, martialartsmarketingbook.com, and the product is called the Martial Arts Marketing Success System. And what it is is it is the culmination or the sum total of my 25 years in marketing martial arts programs. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny because... When I deal with clients, when I coach clients that come to me for help with their martial arts schools, for growing their martial arts schools, after we look at their numbers, after we get some hard numbers and really know where they stand, the next thing that I deal with always, 100% of the time, is their marketing and evaluating their marketing and making sure that their marketing is uh, sufficient, that it is effective, and that they have a comprehensive marketing plan in place. And the reason why is because Many times when people start businesses, they skip steps, and they try to skip the number one step, which is building revenue. The first thing you have to do when you're growing a new business, building a new business, starting a new business, is to build revenue, because every business runs on revenue. And I don't care what it is. Now, you will see businesses start up um, today that are, uh, you know, uh, these uh, startups that come from, I don't know, they come from... Startup incubators or whatever that run without making a profit for years and years and years, you know, businesses like Twitter and so forth. But, you know, that's totally different from a small local business like a martial arts school, completely different. You cannot run your business like a Twitter or like an Amazon.com. You know where these businesses run for years and years and years and years, and they never turn a profit, but yet they have an IPO and they raise you know you know billion dollars in an IPO or something like that, or you know two hundred fifty million or five hundred million or whatever. That's not going to happen with your martial arts school because a, a small local business is a completely different business model. You live and die on revenue. Where does revenue come from? Well, revenue comes from marketing and sales, from actually making a sale in your business. And it's interesting because in last week's podcast, I interviewed Tom Whitaker, and we were talking about marketing. And he said, "You know, somebody explained it to me like this one time. Um, Have you ever seen a business that didn't make a sale every day?" And I I thought about it. and I was like, "Well, no, not really. You know, every real business, you know, no matter what it is, whether it's a bakery or a grocery store, or whether it's a law firm, or whether you know it's a, a you know a plumbing company or what have you, they have to make sales every day to stay in business." And for some reason, people in the martial arts industry seem to think that we don't have to make sales every day. In other words, get new customers every day to keep our businesses open and nothing could be further from the truth. So that's why I'm so excited about this martial arts marketing success system because it deals with that number one issue that I see martial arts school owners run into, which is they're not making enough revenue because they don't have a sufficient, efficient marketing plan in place, a comprehensive marketing plan in place that allows them to make sales every day on a daily basis in their business. So that is the focus of this program. It's to fix that issue for martial arts instructors. So how do we do that? Well, by taking a 360 degree approach, I should say, a 360 degree approach to marketing and looking at it from the perspective of online marketing, offline marketing, public relations, and also internal marketing in your school. And all four of those areas are extremely important, especially, obviously, the offline and online marketing areas of the business. But uh, the other two cannot be uh, ignored either. So we look at it from this 360 degree approach. We take this 360 degree approach Looking at marketing your school, and I show you step by step, brick by brick, how to build an efficient, effective, comprehensive marketing plan for your school and then implement it in your local community in such a way that not only does it bring you new business, but also it elevates your status in the local community, that it elevates your standing in the local community. So many times I see marketing tactics and techniques taught in the martial arts industry that are harmful to the public image of martial arts school owners. And I think a lot of martial arts school owners do it because they realize that outrageous marketing, yes, outrageous marketing does bring in business. However, you have to consider what that's doing for your image long term. If you're using you know, and following outrageous marketing practices you know, and doing crazy things to get people in your business, and for some reason, I have to think about the guy that was the, uh, the used car salesman, you know, uh, I don't know if this is actually a real person. I think it came from a movie, but the used car salesman that's standing out in his lot. And, you know, he has a big price tag on the, on the front windshield of an old junker. And he says, he's, you know, he's smashing prices. And then he takes a, a sledgehammer and smashes it through the windshield of the car, you know, that type of stuff. It, it does grab attention and it does bring in business. However, it can hurt your business over time because, you know, we're in a business that's very personality driven, and it's very relationship driven. And the problem is is that if you use really outrageous marketing to promote your business, then what's going to happen is, is that's going to affect your public image. When your students come in, they're not going to respect you. They're not going to look at you and take you seriously. And when they're looking to learn something or accomplish something that's very, very serious to them, that also causes them to treat you as a lightweight. And I know that sounds like, you know, I'm making kind of a, uh, a jump in logic, but I've seen it happen with martial arts studios. And I've experienced it myself when I've tried to use some of those more outrageous marketing methods, which really do work. But they also really do hurt your public image and they, they can injure your relationship with your students. So this marketing approach that I take, it, like I say on the website where I sell the program, um, there's nothing I do in my marketing that I wouldn't be you know, perfectly happy showing to my grandparents. And there's nothing in there that I would be embarrassed about. It is all highly ethical and uh, it is a very moral approach to marketing because we deal with, uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> the approach of marketing with honesty. So, so if you're interested in that, I'm going to relaunch it next week with a big relaunch. I'm going to lower the price temporarily and uh, it's going to be, you know, basically <laughs> a good time for you to pick up this program because I just expanded it, uh, just revised it, updated it, And uh, added a lot of material to it, added a lot of new things to it that have come up. And uh, I think if you're a school owner and you are struggling in your school, struggling to get new students, or if you would simply like to increase the amount of new students that you're getting on a regular basis, I think it would behoove you to go and check it out at least and, and check out the website when I relaunch it next week. Okay, so that's it. That's all I wanted to talk to you about before we get to the main part of the program today. And the main part of the program is talking about how knowledge gaps threaten your martial arts business success or More specifically, how ignorance threatens your success as a martial arts schooler. So just recently, you guys know I spent a weekend with my good friend Tom Whitaker, who came down to teach a uh, 4-Day Krav Maga instructor seminar uh, down here with me. And uh, spending that time with Tom reminded me that I've been helping people start and run successful martial arts schools for quite some time. Now, as you heard on the podcast last week, he was the first person that I ever coached through the process of starting and growing a martial arts school, and I was more or less 15 years or so ago, and, you know, it it seems to me like time flies. Um, It seems like just yesterday Tom and I were running around in high school together and sparring in my backyard, but, uh, you know, the interesting thing is is that, you know, with Tom – I didn't really have to do a whole lot of coaching. It was basically, you know, him asking me questions, him, you know, flying down, spending time with me at my school, observing how I did things, asking me some questions, me clarifying some things, and then him running, you know, going back home and, you know, taking off with it, you know, just basically uh, running with the information that I gave him. And by the way, if you want to listen to my interview with Tom, that was on podcast episode 33. So if you want to go to the website, martialartsbusinessdaily.com slash podcast and look for that podcast. It's episode 33, Interview with Tom Whitaker. But chatting with Tom, it caused me to reflect on the number of people that I've coached over the years and on why some people have succeeded with my coaching while others you know continue to languish in more or less mediocrity and then still others do nothing at all with what i've taught them and what it really boils down to it boils down to two things but chiefly it boils down to you know how large each individual's knowledge gaps are and how well they put what they learn to good use in their business so let me explain this what i've observed is there's three types three types of martial arts business information seekers and i've observed this over say the last 15 years or so in coaching people and and uh, more specifically or i would say more intently over the last 12 years or so since i published small digital profits and since that time i've noticed that uh, i get more or less three kinds of people who come to me for advice and direction now the first type type 1 are people that i call the quitters and these are people who get the information that i have and then they do nothing with with it basically they get it and they just decide for some reason or another that they can't do anything with it so they quit Um, You know, these are people that often will continue to teach in part-time locations and possibly for the rest of their careers as martial arts instructors. And they're also almost always the same type of people who post on Facebook and in forums online, in martial arts forums, about how all financially successful schools are rip-offs and and so on. Um, You'll hear these people go on, you know, ad infinitum, just at length, about how any school that is financially successful has to be a ripoff. You know, if they're, if they're completely financially successful, then they have to be a ripoff And the problem with these people. And the reason why they never get anywhere with developing or, or I should say, building a, uh, you know, a profitable martial arts program is because they operate in a fear-based mentality. They're constantly asking themselves questions inside. Like what if I fail or what if I do this and my instructor or my organization or my guru or whoever they follow doesn't approve or what if I'm successful and people start labeling my school as a McDojo, and you know that's the problem when you start throwing around labels at other people all the time is you leave yourself open to get that label thrown at you yourself and sadly, these people, the quitters, allow fear to keep them from acting. At all. I mean, completely on their dreams. I mean, it keeps them from taking step one toward achieving their goals and dreams of having a full-time martial arts studio and being able to teach full-time. And unfortunately, these are also the exact type of people that Teddy Roosevelt criticized in his famous Sorbonne speech where he talked about, you know, that the, uh, the, the person who is in the ring, you know, who's getting bloody and dirty, you know, that that's the person that deserves our respect, not the person that's on the sidelines. Who is criticizing other people you know and it's a very famous speech i and there's a i'll leave a link to it in the in the uh, podcast notes but i recommend you go read it if you haven't heard it so that's the first type of person that seeks martial arts business information now the second type of person uh this this type is is the the type of people i call the talkers and these people they treat the information that they get like a buffet they pick and choose items and tidbits here and there And uh, just kind of, you know, take a piece here and take a piece there and, you know, learn from this person and learn from that person. And then they just kind of put it all together in their school in a sort of hodgepodge of uh, martial arts business management and marketing. Now, these are also the most common people that you'll find among school owners, at least from what I've found. Um, They typically go to a lot of seminars. They read a lot of martial arts business books. And they purchase a lot, and I mean a lot, of martial arts business materials. Now, they're also most often the people who are giving advice to other school owners on Facebook and in martial arts forums and and business groups online. However, they themselves only apply what they learn in a piecemeal fashion. So what I've observed is that they rarely, if ever, have high-performing schools and they tend to struggle to pay their bills. Now, these are the same types of people that love to talk online and at events. They love to impress other people with how much they know about martial arts business and marketing and so forth. But the thing is, they're all having no cattle, as we say in Texas. They operate on a pride-based mentality, thinking that they already know everything because they've read a lot of books and they've attended a lot of seminars. And that becomes their downfall, and that's the reason why they never really achieve a high level of success or profitability in their schools simply because they're, they're too proud to learn anything from anything, anybody else. They think they already know everything. And I'm sure you've seen people like this also come into your martial arts school to learn martial arts. So that's the second type of person that seeks martial arts business information. Now, the third type are the people that I call the doers. And these people, typically, they find a system, a martial arts business system, that's taught by a person who has a record of success and who also has a a personality and approach that they can relate to. And then what they do is they absorb all the knowledge and systems that that person has to teach, that they have to offer, in their complete and unadulterated or unaltered form. Then what a doer does, they then implement that knowledge as taught. They don't alter it. They, They implement it as they were taught by that person they're following, that person they learned from, by their mentor. And then only when they reach a point where they have a highly successful school do they start to experiment with new things and and try to alter that approach. In other words, they're humble people. They're humble enough to listen to somebody else and do exactly as they're told. So these type of people, the doers, they're 80-20 achievers. They're the type of people who stick with learning and applying the 20% of knowledge domains, the 20% of knowledge, ideas, systems, etc., that deliver 80% of the results for successful martial arts school owners. And they're primarily driven by, once again, humility, because they realize that by reinventing the wheel, they're setting themselves up for a long path to certain failure. And that the quick way up the mountain is actually to follow the guy or gal who's done it already. You know, it's like uh, people who go to climb Mount Everest. You know, they don't go out there and just try to do it on their own without a guide. They hire a Sherpa. And the sherpa is the guy who actually takes people up the mountain, which is kind of funny because, you know, who gets the credit? It's the person climbing the mountain, not the Sherpa. But, hey, you know, um, smart mountain climbers, they hire somebody who's done it before. And it's the same thing with school owners. You need to hire somebody. You need to find somebody to follow who has done it before, who has already been where you want to go. And the thing is, you're rarely going to find doers online in Facebook groups or martial arts forums. And the reason why is because, they're too busy running their schools, turning a profit, and helping all those students they have reach their personal goals to find time to gossip online. So in other words, they're too busy doing something, you know, actually going out there and accomplishing things to talk about doing it. And the thing with doers is, is that they tend to stay humble. They tend to continue to learn and grow as they enjoy financial success and, and as they enjoy having the resources to train with and learn from whoever they want, whenever they want in their schools. And because of this, they also end up having the greatest impact on their communities over time because they get to reach, an, you know, so many more people in their communities with martial arts. And they also tend to have the highest job satisfaction as school owners as well, based on what I've observed. So what's the difference in these three types of martial arts business information seekers? Well, there are two major differences among the three types of martial arts business info seekers. And the first difference is knowledge gaps. And the second difference is action gaps. Now, I've spoken about action gaps in great detail and at length previously in other articles and other podcasts. And quite frankly, if you can't find it in you to take action to get your business started and running, there's nothing I can do to help you. I mean, I I can help you. Nobody else can help you. Only you can do that for yourself. But here's the thing. What if you're taking the wrong actions? And that's where the knowledge gaps come in. You know, if you're taking massive action, but you're taking the wrong actions, you're not going to get anywhere either. So, if you have knowledge gaps that cause you to take the wrong actions, those gaps in your knowledge are going to lead you to try to make things up as you go along, and you're going to end up making mistakes. And these are avoidable mistakes. These mistakes, they're going to cost you time and money. And personally, it's the former time that to me is, you know, at least in my mind, the most costly when we make those mistakes. So the smart school owner, what do they do? Well, they close the gaps in their knowledge at the earliest opportunity. At the earliest available opportunity in their martial arts teaching career, they start closing those knowledge gaps. And then they continue to fill in the space, fill in those gaps throughout their business career. And they don't just implement what they learn piecemeal. They take systems in their entirety and they implement them in their entirety. So (laughs) the reason why they do that is is because they're smart and they're humble and they know that if somebody else has already done it before, they just need to follow in that person's footsteps rather than beating a new path up the mountain. So by being humble, by being humble enough to realize that if someone has had success with a particular approach before, and if that approach doesn't jeopardize their moral integrity, then they realize that there's little reason for them to alter that approach other than pride. And, you know, of course, we all know what that precedes. So here's... The bottom line about all this. By learning everything, and I mean everything you can, about the weak links in your knowledge of martial arts school operations, what you're doing is, is you're ensuring that your knowledge gaps are small enough so they don't jeopardize your success. And incidentally, just getting off on a tangent here, but that's also why you need to keep stats because your stats, your statistics, and your school, your numbers, those are going to point out where you have the greatest knowledge gap. So you need to know your numbers. All right, so Where should you go from here? Well, I'm only including this simply because if I don't, I know I'm going to get a ton of questions from my readers asking which of my products they should purchase and in what order and so forth. So if you want to know what to purchase and in what order, go to my website and I have a link at the top of the website up there. And basically what it says is at the top of the navigation, it says startup guide. So when you look at the navigation bar, that kind of blackish gray navigation bar at the top of my uh, blog at MartialArtsBusinessDaily.com, click on Startup Guide, and that's going to tell you, you know, which of my products to, order, to purchase and in what order and so forth. So you can avoid those knowledge gaps. So you can fill in your knowledge gaps, and so you don't have to find yourself making up things as you go along. Now, one other thing I want to tell you is do you absolutely positively have to follow my business systems? No. I've said this many, many, many times, that you need to find somebody that you click with. You need to find somebody who has been there and done that and also somebody who has built the type of school that you want to build because not everybody wants to run a school the small does or big profits way. And I understand that. Not everybody wants to have a school with 150 to 200 students in a relatively small footprint location you know, in running a school that's, you know, that lean and that mean, you know, and I should say that profitable. Not everybody wants to do that. Some people have different goals and I understand that and I'm completely okay with that. And if that's what you want to do, more power to you. If you want to do something different, if you want to build a larger school, if you want to have 300, 500 or a thousand students, you know, that's fine. I might disagree with that business approach, but I'm not going to tell you not to do it if that's your dream. So, if the way that I have built my schools and the experience that I have doesn't necessarily click with the goals that you have for your own school and the vision you have, then I suggest that you find somebody else who has done exactly that, that which you want to accomplish, and follow that person's systems and learn from them. Okay, And I just want to make that clear. You know, I, I'm not going to tell you that I'm the last word in martial arts business information out there. Far from it. Okay, So make sure you find somebody that you really click with if you're going to follow their systems in entirety. Now, there's one last thing that I want to mention, and I know somebody's going to contact me after listening to this podcast. They're either going to contact me with a support request, which, incidentally, the support system that I have, my, my customer support system, keyword customer, that's not for martial arts business questions, um, or somebody's going to t- contact me by friending me and messaging me on Facebook. And, and I'd also like to say that if you friend me and then you send me a flurry of martial arts business questions, I'm going to suggest to you that you're not being very friendly. But um, I know somebody's going to contact me. They're going to say that they can't afford my business materials. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Believe me, if you want information, information that can change your life, and you want it badly enough, you're going to find a way to afford it. And I'm telling you, more than 20 years ago, uh, back when I was in my early 20s, I was making near-minimum wage. In uh, you know salary in my day job or an hourly wage in my day job, and and I had about ten students in my part time class at the local elementary school where I was teaching, and I was struggling. I was struggling financially. I was struggling emotionally. Um, you know, I was struggling in just in every which way because I was I was stretched thin, and I wasn't making the money that I wanted to make, and and it was it was tough. And you know, you have to remember this is more than two decades ago, and so money, you know. Back then, as far as the wages went, they were a lot lower than they are now. Although the the dollar stretched a little bit further back then, I will say. But anyway, even on those wages, I was still able to come up with two hundred bucks to buy Hashi uh, Jim Mather's business materials. And and uh, Jim Mather, he used to run, um, I believe it was International Martial Arts Management Systems, if I'm not mistaken. If I, somebody can correct me on that, if I'm wrong, but but uh, he was really the first guy that I really dug deep into his materials and business systems. And and that initial expenditure, that two hundred bucks that I spent on that. It changed my life permanently. And uh, I don't know if Hanchi Mather listens to this podcast, but I just want to say thank you. I've already I've thanked him <laughs> in Facebook messages many times for um, making his material and his information and his knowledge uh, public. but But I want to thank him again publicly here. So what I'm telling you is if you can't afford it, you're never going to afford it. And I know that sounds like a catch-22, but I don't know how else to put it. All I can tell you is if you don't think you can afford it and you're not finding a way to afford it, then good luck repeating what you did yesterday to get you where you are today. Because if it didn't work yesterday, it's not going to work today or tomorrow either. So the thing, the thing I can tell you is is that you either find the money or you don't. It's your call. And in the end, you know, if, if you you decide that you really can't afford it or, you know, that it's just not worth it to you, then, you know, you only have yourself to blame. And if you choose to stay poor by staying ignorant, and I'm not saying ignorant in a way that's offensive to anyone or, or, you know, I'm not trying to insult you if you're struggling because I was there myself, but, you know, ignorance is, you know, it's not a sin. It's not a sin to be ignorant. It's, it's, but it it, it is a mistake to choose to remain ignorant. If you are ignorant of how to grow your school, if you lack that knowledge, if you lack the knowledge of how to grow your school and you choose to stay in that lack of knowledge, then you only have yourself to blame for staying there. So that's it with today's message. Um, I don't want to leave you on a low note, so we're going to finish off with the tip of the week here in just a second. And and, uh, I'm going to give you a few tips on uh, on knowledge domains and uh, also in marketing your school. So I want you to stay tuned for that, okay? I'll be right back with that message.
0: The tip of the week. It's time for our featured martial arts business tip of the week. For more great tips, be sure to visit MartialArtsBusinessDaily.com to subscribe to our newsletter. And while you're there, click on the Business Resources tab for links to all Mike's Martial Arts Business books and courses. Now, here's your Martial Arts Business Tip of the Week.
1: All right, so the tip of the week this week. I'm going to give you actually two tips. And the first one is on, on closing your knowledge gaps quickly on accelerating your learning so you can close your knowledge gaps quickly and how to do that. And then the second one is going to be a quick marketing tip or a clarification on something that I've, I have I talk about a lot in the Martial Arts Marketing Success System and that I know is, has confused some of my um, coaching website members. Um, That uh, based on conversations we've had on Facebook. So I'm going to deal with both of those. So the first thing is, how can you accelerate your learning to close your knowledge gaps quickly so you catch up with other people very, very rapidly? Um, Here's the thing. There are a lot of different approaches to learning and uh, a lot of different ways that you can learn something. But in my opinion, the best way to learn is through immersion, by immersing yourself in a topic completely. So... The thing is, when I finally got serious about starting and running a martial arts studio, and I finally got humble enough to realize that I needed to learn from somebody else, that I needed to get information from sources um, beyond the circles that I'd moved in previously, beyond the people that I'd been taking martial arts from before, of which none of them were successful financially. Um, At that point, I decided to immerse myself completely, absolutely completely in that topic of martial arts business. So here's what I did. I sacrificed. I made huge sacrifices. I uh, stopped going out (laughs) on the weekends. It was cost me money, and it was money I needed to invest in my studio, so I quit going out to clubs and doing things like that. I curtailed my dating activities for quite some time, a period of roughly two years. And, uh you know, didn't really maintain any serious relationships during that time. And I spent all my time either working at my day jobs or at the studio or working on things for my business and studying business materials. And that's what I did. The other thing I did was is I changed the people I was hanging out with. I started hanging out with people who were successful business owners, entrepreneurs, um, and other successful school owners. Um, I started... Um, connecting and networking with other successful school owners and asking them questions and trying to hang out with them uh, either at uh, weekend seminars or events or at tournaments or wherever I could that I could hook up with these people or simply meeting them for lunch or what have you. I completely immerse myself in martial arts business knowledge. And uh, it was pretty much a 24-7, 365 thing, and that allowed me to accelerate the amount of time it took me to learn and internalize the information I needed to get in order to get where I wanted to be. So that's what I'm going to suggest to you. And I know it's a quick tip, and it, it sounds you know like it's relatively simple, and there's not much to it, but there's a lot of wisdom in that because I think you'll find that people that tend to accelerate their knowledge, learning, and progress in any given endeavor are people that tend to immerse themselves in that knowledge domain, in that area of knowledge. So that's what I'm going to tell you. Okay, so let's move on to our marketing tip. So this marketing tip is pretty simple, and it has to do with landing pages. So what are landing pages? Well, landing pages are distraction-free pages that have a specific purpose in marketing. And the idea with a landing page is, is that the landing page is designed to be distraction-free. When you land on a landing page, which is a web page, it's a website page. When you land on a landing page, there should only be two options for you. One is to take the action that the marketer that set up the landing page intends for you to take, or two is to click off the page to close that browser tab or to close your browser completely, or to simply click off it, click the back button, and go back to where you were before. And that's it. And why are landing pages important? Well, they're important because they increase conversions, online conversions. So for example, if I set up a landing page for my uh, for my martial arts school or my martial arts classes, and you know what I'm going to do first is is I'm going to determine a goal for that landing page. Either I want to make a sale or I want to collect a lead. So if I'm trying to collect leads, which nine times out of ten that's what I'm trying to do, then I'm going to have a lead capture form on that page. I'm going to have a really killer offer on that page, and I'm going to have some good uh, you know nice succinct, short but powerful. Um, very impactful copy, a sales copy or ad copy. And then I'm going to have a really strong call to action on that page. But everything's going to be short. It's all going to be on the same page. I'm going to make sure I have a nice visual in the background too. But I want to make sure that everything has a strong impact. So when somebody lands on that page, you know, because they've seen one of my advertisements or, or something like that, or they've clicked on a Facebook ad or whatever that they only have two choices when they get to that page. There's not a lot of distracting elements on the page. Landing pages are important because by increasing conversions, what they allow you to do is, once you know the conversion rate of a web page, you also know how much you can spend based on the initial um, profit that you get from a client and the lifetime value of your clients. You know how much you can spend on your marketing. And it's extremely important to know this when you're doing paid marketing because if you're paying for marketing and you don't know what your conversion rate is to send traffic to a particular web page, so you don't know your conversion rate. And if you don't know the lifetime value of your customer, then you don't have any metrics by which you can figure out, by which you can determine how much you can spend on marketing. But if I know, for example, that my conversion rate on a website is, let's say my conversion rate is one in 10, 10%, which is actually, you know, that would be pretty good for a website. Most websites average around four to 6% um, based on what we know um, in the history of e-commerce on the, on, the, on the internet. So so ten percent would be pretty good. So let's say that I know that my um, my average conversion rate is one in ten or ten percent, and let's say that I also know that my initial uh, take, my initial sale for each client, averages around hundred bucks. Okay, so let's say that uh, it's a hundred bucks, and uh, I know that my conversion rate is one in ten. So what does that tell me? Well, it tells me to break even that I can spend 10 bucks for every person that I send to my website. And I'll still break even based on my conversion rate and on the initial money that I bring in. Now, if my lifetime value for per customer is, say, $1,000. Say that's my lifetime value. That also tells me that if I spend $100 to send 10 people to my website, that I'm going to make back $900 in profit. So that means that I'm going to make my money back, what? 10 times over, okay? So that means I'm going to be in profit even if I'm spending $10 to send a person to my website to view my webpage. Now, personally, I don't want to spend that much to send somebody to my webpage, but I think you can see just using that simple simple example and those simple metrics, I think you can see how by determining your conversion rate on your website, your lifetime value per customer, how you can justify spending more on your marketing and how you should spend more on your marketing. Because honestly, I mean, if I knew that I could get a 900% return Every time I spent $100 in marketing, I do it all day long because show me any place where you can invest $100 and get $900 back in the same month. Show me any place where you can do that and I'll tell you what, contact me and I'll get out of the martial arts business right now. There's no place else you can do that. Of course, I'm not making any income claims here. I don't want to give that impression. I'm not saying that you can do that in your own school. These are only just examples, just illustrative examples. But what I am telling you is there's a good reason for you to have specific landing pages that are distraction-free on your website. And if you don't know how to do that, and you don't know what tools you should use to do that, then you should probably get the Martial Arts Marketing Success System when it relaunches next week, because that's one of the things that I discuss in the Martial Arts Marketing Success System, is using lead capture pages, those distraction-free landing pages, in order to get more students in your school. So. If uh, if you're interested in learning more about this, then I suggest you pay attention to your email inbox next week because I'll be announcing the relaunch and also uh, announcing a special price for the relaunch of the Martial Arts Marketing Success System. So keep an eye out for that. All right, that's it for this week's podcast. and I hope you've enjoyed the podcast message this week. I want to encourage you to review us on iTunes. If you listen on iTunes, those reviews help other people find our podcast. Also, I want to encourage you to share our podcast with other people. If you know somebody else who could benefit from the podcast, but by all means, feel free to share it for, with your friends, okay? I want to thank you for your continued support, and I will talk to you soon in a future edition of the Martial Arts Business Podcast. Take care.
0: You've been listening to the Martial Arts Business Podcast with Mike Massey. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And if you've enjoyed this show, leave us a positive review while you're there. Thanks for your support. And tune in again next time for more great martial arts business tips and advice from martialartsbusinessdaily.com.